You're listening to Shit Adults Never Taught Us, the podcast where we talk shit in a good way. Hi, everyone. All right. This week we have a topic that I started thinking about from the news. So I'm just going to preface that, that the disclaimer for this week is this is a topic that came about from watching the news. And if you are somebody who is triggered by political divides or arguments of some sort, this is not the episode for you. But it did spawn a little bit of thoughts because, okay, I'm not a parent. I've never been a parent except to my nine-year-old Basenji dog. I think I do a pretty good job, but I am definitely not the person to give parenting advice, so that's not this. But what I can do is say the parenting advice and parenting style that I got from my parents very much informs how I approach political discussions now. We're going to dive into that in this episode because right now this feels like a jumbled intro. So let's dive in to what I'm thinking here. So I was watching the news the other day and it felt like I was watching children fight on a playground. It's not unusual this day and age to see that, but unfortunately it was a topic that actually matters to most Americans. So I watched this segment and then... I went and took a shower, (laughs) which seems to be where I get a lot of my thinking done for some reason. And some memory popped into my head randomly, which was when I was little, my brother and I wanted, I want to say it was when I was like getting a cell phone or, um, I don't know, maybe a laptop or a Game Boy, something that was big and technology based, but When I was younger, my brother is two and a half years younger than I am. When I was a kid, we shared a lot. So my first cell phone we got after 9-11, I grew up in the D.C. area and my mom decided to get my brother and I a cell phone that we shared. And when I was, I want to say like 10, we had a Game Boy that we shared. There were many game consoles over the years that we shared, like PS3 and I think DVD players. We got games that we could each play, but the consoles were shared. Of course, right? Because you're kids. So whatever it was, we walked into the store and I went and looked at one thing that I had set my eyes, tunnel vision on, locked in on, that's the thing I want. My brother, nowhere around me. He had done the same thing to an item on the complete uh, opposite end of the store. And he was like, this is the thing. This is what we're getting. And I was like, no, this is the thing. This is what we're getting. And my mom ignored both of us. And she walked up to the counter and she picked the thing, told the salesperson, go ahead, ring it up. This is ours. And I just remember I said something along the lines to my mom of, but mom, that's not the one either of us want. To which she said, I know, that's the point. Instead of one person getting what they want and the other person resenting the decision, neither of us got what we want and we're just going to have to learn to compromise. We live in a society where we are so focused on making everyone happy that we think the options are this or that. The concept of compromise has just gone out the window. The concept of compromise seems so far away. That if somebody feels like they are getting slighted, we get defensive. There's no realm in which we can have 
you have your thing, I have my thing, and both things are fine. The main issue there is it causes a lot of mental health issues. Because if I feel my way is right and no other way is right, then I am going to come at it from a standpoint that is not healthy and is probably toxic to other people. So from where I sit, it seems very much like we stopped trusting each other. Like at some point we just stopped trusting that other people know what's best. And we think we are the only ones that know what's best. And that's it. That's the end of the story. What that causes is it causes a resentment in other people. And you're not able to grow. Because growth comes from uncomfortability, from unknown, from learning something you didn't know before, which often is from listening. If all we ever do is talk over other people, which is ironic because I'm doing this on a podcast where nobody's around me. But if all we do is talk over other people and not listen or cut each other off or interrupt and and shut down any idea that isn't ours, where is the growth in that? And if you're causing anxiety and depression in other people because you're unwilling to listen to them, then you're not growing and they're going to distance themselves from you. They're going to cut you out because it's unhealthy. I'd also say the flip side of that is if there are people in your life that are constantly coming at you like, you're wrong, you're wrong, all your ideas are stupid, or you're not seeing the full picture, or you can't view things through my lens, so I'm going to fight with you every time we talk, or I'm going to cut you out, that's where boundaries come in. And that's where, that's what boundaries I think were made for, is they're attacking you from what they know and you're potentially creating fear in them or you're potentially scaring them into a defense mechanism. But I would say regardless of what is happening for them, if it's causing your peace to be compromised and anxiety in you and every time their name shows up on your phone from a text or a call, you're avoiding it or you get that pit in your stomach then that's an indication of boundaries that need to be set. And it can be as simple as a conversation that says, hey, I love you and I think you're really great and I want to keep you in my life, but every time we talk about blank, it makes me upset. And if that's a topic you feel we have to keep talking about, then we need a break. But I would love to keep you in my life. So can we just say that that topic's off limits for us? It would just be healthy for our relationship. And hopefully they are receptive to that and they understand where you're coming from. It can be really hard to set boundaries with people because it feels like a no. It feels like I've entered the conversation without a question being asked and I'm already answering no. It doesn't have to be though. It's just a guideline of saying, this is how I want to be treated. Please treat me this way. You're just creating a little book, a little manual of like, here's how to stay in my life. And I'll love you forever. And I'm not saying it can't be really hard. Because I am a total people pleaser. And trust me, we will get into that in future episodes. And how that impacts me on a rather daily basis. But for today's episode, the concept here is compromise. 
And if we're unwilling to compromise in our personal lives, if we're unwilling to compromise our thoughts and see things through other people's viewpoints, and if we're unwilling to accept that other people's lifestyles are just as valid as our own, then we're putting a lot of pressure on other people and we're setting ourselves up for a really hard road and potentially a lot of failure. I want everybody to have just the most amazing group of supportive friends and community around them. But part of that is not surrounding yourself with people that all think the exact same way you do and all live the exact same way you do. If I got everything I ever wanted in my life and I never heard the word no, then what I do have wouldn't be special. It wouldn't matter as much. And if my mom had gotten me everything I wanted and never gotten my brother the things he wanted, there would be a lot of resentment there and vice versa. Whereby getting something neither of us want and saying, learn to come together and work together on your circumstances, then you have the opportunity to grow and find out that not everything is given to you. Not everything comes really easy and that's okay. That's actually great that not everything comes easy because having to work for it is what makes it worth it. If you are always given the promotion, the house, the car, whatever it is that's important to you in your life, and you never really have to work that hard for it, then you're going to continuously think, A, that things come easily to you, and when they don't, you're going to feel like a victim. You're going to feel like something is happening to you, which it's not. Or you're not going to appreciate the things in your life. You're going to take things for granted, and you're going to turn around and find out that you took your friends for granted, and now they're not there. You took your support system for granted, and now it's not there. There's no growth that comes from comfortability. It requires you to be uncomfortable for you to step into something new. You're never going to grow if you're comfortable and you're like, cool, I'm just going to stand right here because I'm comfy in this spot and then I'm never going to move. I've got my square. And if I step any way out of this square, then it's unknown and it's uncomfortable. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Then you'll never grow because that's not how growth happens. And if you look back on your life, I think you would see that every moment of growth or every time you thought like, oh man, I didn't get that job, that's horrible, or something bad happens, you break up, whatever it is, it usually propels you into something better. Let's do a little story time. When I was in my nine-year relationship and I was considering ending it and walking away from it, one of the hardest things for me was... I wasn't focusing so much on the relationship towards the end. It was, I was, I was grieving the relationship in a certain way, but I was grieving more my lifestyle. I was grieving, what if I end this relationship and then I can't afford to stay in the apartment alone? We had two dogs and we had always discussed if we broke up, one would come with me and one would go with him. And towards the end, it was like, I don't want to give up every day with both dogs. And that's compromise that's really hard because you're changing everything you know and you're grieving just as you would anything else. You're grieving your own lifestyle, which was really difficult for me to wrap my head around. But once I took the time to set myself up financially and make sure that either I could keep the apartment for a few more months and ease into it and then move to somewhere that felt comfortable and safe in what I wanted or 
stay in that apartment and change some more of my lifestyle, whether it's get a raise or, or change jobs to make more money or side hustle and whatever I needed to do. And then also setting up the, the mentality that I knew I would be okay if we split the dogs knowing he's a really great dog parent and she's going to be okay. And I love my other dog and knowing that the love and support that I have from him is enough and I don't need both dogs to be okay and setting up that we would stay in contact and we would switch weekends if we needed to to babysit the dogs and ease into the lifestyle but there's a time sometimes in our life where we think we can't do something because we're unwilling to compromise one aspect that it clouds how much happier we would be if we did it how much happier our life could be if we just were willing to shift some things. But it doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean that it's going to be an easy transition or something that you can decide just on a whim. Sometimes it does take a lot of thought. It doesn't mean it's just going to come easily to you, but it also doesn't mean it's not worth it. If something is hard, sometimes those are the best things for us. If it was easy change would be easy. And I don't think I've ever heard someone say change is easy. So I would recommend take a little inventory of your life this week and see what you've just been sitting in because it's comfortable and what conversations you've had recently where you were so headstrong that you were unable to see another person's view and standpoint and how we can grow from that. Is it going back to that conversation and saying, you know, that conversation we had last week I'm sorry, I couldn't see it your way, but now I want to have a productive conversation. Can we redo it? Or take a look at the job, the partner, the house, the car, whatever it may be. And you don't have to blow up your life, of course, but just take a look at what you've just been sitting in uncomfortably because you've been unwilling to step into something you're a little scared of or is unknown and might require some sort of compromise in your life. If you've been stuck in a job for 10 years and you've hated it for five, but you're unwilling to do a new job because you think, I'm comfortable here, I know my job, this is as good as it's going to get, or nobody's going to hire me, whatever the mentality is, whatever the song that plays on loop in your head telling you you're not good enough is, cut the record and let's see what happens and what you can step into when you start to think, Maybe my life can look a little differently if I compromise this aspect of it because it can get better. Compromise isn't always a bad thing. Compromise can lead you into something better that you didn't even see coming. So take a little time this week and see if there's something in your life that you've been avoiding because you're too afraid of it or because compromise feels too scary. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode. And I want to hear your thoughts. Let's hear some comments. So feel free to comment on this page or comment on the Instagram at shit adults never taught us. Have a great week. That's all for today's episode. Check back in next week to talk a little more shit with me. In the meantime, be sure to grab your copy of Shit Adults Never Taught Us on Amazon and Barnes & Noble to learn all the shit adults never taught us. And in case no one told you this week, You're killing it. So keep going, you genuine badass.